Let me make one thing perfectly clear. Brock Lesnar is not going to eek by a Royal Rumble victory. Brock Lesnar is not going to abstractulate with a victory at the Royal Rumble. No, Brock Lesnar is going to dominate at the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar will eviscerate 29 other very capable men. Brock Lesnar will conquer the WWE Universe at the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar will prove that anyone who doubts my spoilers will be proven false and that 29 other men will understand that my spoilers will tell you the future and my spoilers shall set you free because only the truth flows from my mouth and that truth will set free. What? Uh, speaking of uh, truth, 24-7 <laughs> champion, our truth For the first time ever, you're 24-7, 48-7, 7-11, <laughs> I-95 South, and now Lexington, Kentucky, <laughs> European TV champion, is officially declaring the Royal Rumble. Our truth is in. The bigger they come, the harder they fall. You may be a big, big, big man. But I know you will go flying over that top rope, Paul Heyman. Oh, Heyman? <laughs> what the? I'm not in the Royal Rumble match. You step into the Royal Rumble match, you're going face to face with Brock Lesnar. My bad. For the first time ever, the 247, 48-7, 7-11, I-95 South, and Kentucky European TV champion is officially undeclaring the Royal Rumble match. You know what? I'm not in the Royal Rumble. I don't want Brock to take me to Sioux Falls City. Suplex City. Suplex City. You're I not have, funny. You're I, not, nobody likes you. <laughs> nobody. Brock, Brock. I got one question for you, Brock. What's up? Can't answer your question. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Just waiting to see oh. if Truth is going to make it out of here alive. Oh no, it's oh. not. 
R-Truth was in and out of the Royal Rumble, but nonetheless, Brock Lesnar now. Oh, no. With R-Truth up in an F5 center of the ring. No fun, no games when the Beast is around. R-Truth just found out the bigger they are, the harder they hit. The WWE Champion, The Beast. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, dirty South. Uh-huh. Can y'all really feel me? Feel us. Just supposed to feel me. Feel us. Just supposed to feel me. Say what? Dirty South. Uh, Here we go. Can y'all really feel me? Baby girl. Just supposed to feel me. Uh-huh. Just supposed to feel me. Can you feel us? Dirty South. Dirty, oh, dirty. dirty. Can y'all really feel me? Feel it. Say what? Uh-huh. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Can y'all really feel me? I got to get back to the boy, I've been watching you like the hole in the sky. That's why you are my prey. Boy, I promise you, if we keep open heads, I know that one of these days, we gon' go get up while they talk on the phone. But she, I don't know if that's good. I've been holding back this secret from you. I probably shouldn't tell it. If I I say no. I really 
and germs welcome to episode 188 of the hoots podcast ladies and gentlemen we are 12 episodes away for eclipsing the 200 mark right here on the hoots podcast i want to welcome you guys to the show my name is josh lopez but you can call me joshy i'm on twitter at the hoots podcast make sure to follow me there on instagram i'm at joshy lopez 94 that's j-o-s-h-i-e lopez 94 also i have a music page on instagram it's called at josh lopez music i do a lot of guitar covers and share some pictures from my past of play music i was kind of talking about that here on the podcast last week in our monologue where i was explaining how do I go through obstacles? How do I push through through the darkest times in my life? And that monologue last week was very uh, therapeutic for me in a lot of ways. It got a lot of weight off my shoulders. And that's something that I'm planning to do uh, in 2020 when it comes to this particular podcast. There's always been a lot of different things we tried here on the show, whether it's uh, the Yon Club where I'll pull up clips that I just think they're absolutely ridiculous from wrestling podcasts or stuff from Dave Meltzer and Byron Alvarez and uh, use it for comedy purposes but kind of shed a light on how like ridiculous it is and some of the takes there that come with this wrestling business I mean that's something I could bring back but you know just something different than what you usually hear on a podcast where hey welcome to the Hoots Podcast today we're going to break down every segment that was right and wrong on Monday Night Raw. Hey let's start with segment A let's start with segment B you know (laughs) um, I, I I didn't want that to be this particular show. There's a lot of things that I do recap, and I try to give a layman's term for people who didn't watch the show, kind of give a brief uh, point of view of what did happen, and also mix it in what I liked and what I didn't like. But also, I think it's very important for those who do listen to the podcast, especially for those who are listening for the first time, that you get to know me and understand where I'm coming from. Uh, with the things that come out of my mouth. I like to imply substance and nuance to the conversations that we have, uh, our relationship as me on air and you as the listener. Um, I don't have friends. I don't have fans. I have good brothers and good sisters. That's who you are. I'm, I'm not I'm not that much of an egomaniac to say that you're a fan of mine. If you support my work, whether it's on here or Hooded Lopez with Jonathan Hood, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, which you subscribe to right now, or you support my work on ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. I really do appreciate you guys. And you guys know who you are. I want to give shouts uh, to Brandon DeJesus, my little brother. He uh, recently celebrated a birthday. So give shout out to him. And, um, you know, I, I want this to be a show and a podcast where you can come to. You can laugh. You can call me an idiot if you want, you could uh, uh, get something positive from this show, and that's what it is, it's about positive energy, and I'm, most of the times throughout the week I'm exhausted from the number of shows that I gotta cover throughout the week, you know, typing and making transcripts for a living is not easy, but I'm also 
making money working on the side of my uncle's um, tattoo shop. So I'm, I'm finding my ways to catch up with every product. It's not easy. And, and over the years, I've said it's not a requirement to sit down at a particular time to watch a show anymore for me. And it's not a slight at the shows. Uh, I just don't feel like everything has to be what what it was in the 90s and the 80s and 70s. I don't have a robotic uh, mindset, to say the least, you know? <laughs> um, so, on the podcast this week, we're going to be recapping what went down at NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 and Impact Wrestling. That'll be in the Pro Wrestling Report segment. Also, recap what's happening uh, this past week at WWE. Got to talk about what's going on in the Royal Rumble. I got updated card for uh, WWE Worlds Collide, which is cool. Talk a little bit about NWA Power as well. And as always, uh, for those who do listen to the show uh, weekly, um, if you ever have any questions, feel free to send to me. It can be either at, at the Hoots Podcast or at the Hoots Podcast at gmail.com. Also, really quick, I wanted to plug, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast, uh, your podcast from. It's, on, it's available for iPhones, Androids, tablets, anywhere that's using a mobile device, you can probably find a Hoots Podcast. Uh, but the point is, I want you guys to uh, subscribe to the show, if you could, please. Uh, leave us a four or five-star review. Um, it helps tell Fred and Froke what you think about the podcast. Uh, I've shot to people that have reviewed. I've seen it. It's already, already had four ratings so far, I think. So that's cool. And, um, yeah, just leave us a four or five star rating. Let, let me know honestly how you feel about this podcast. And I truly uh, d- uh, deeply appreciate your sentiment, whether it's positive or negative or even constructive. So, um, with that said, last thing I wanted to plug before we get things going here, uh, com. That's my baby. Make sure to go check out that website right now. Pal! <laughs> Alright. So, this week, for the monologue, I wanted to talk about a couple things. First off, I want to say congratulations to uh, Notorious B.I.G. Christopher Wallace for being inducted in the uh, 2020 class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Biggie passed away 23 years ago, and uh, he's finally getting honored uh, in the uh, for the Rock Honors, uh, which is really cool. Uh, it's basically the Music Hall of Fame, but they add rock and roll to it. Uh, it's in Cleveland, Ohio, but um, the fact that Biggie's getting honored uh, for this award, you know, Tupac got it. Uh, NWA was inducted a few years back. Um, Biggie, to me, is the greatest hip-hop or rap artist of all time, in my opinion. I'm biased. Um, Chris, uh, Biggie uh, has always been a big influence on me. Uh, For those who've ever watched the documentaries on Big or watched the biopic that they made uh, about 11 years ago, um, the movie, which was really good, they probably replay it a lot on VH1 or BET. So if you ever see Notorious, go watch it. If you watch the movie and putting the drugs and all that stuff to the side, from a personality standpoint, I kind of, I kind of relate to Christopher Wallace the man, 
and what he went through and just who he was as a person. Um, as far as like comedic humor and wit, um, I can I can relate to Biggie. Um, also, not taking shit from anybody, I can relate to Biggie. Being honest, I I relate to Biggie. You know, I have musical talent for playing guitar. He had talent for being probably the greatest natural rapper, storyteller in hip-hop music of all time. And I I love Big Man. I appreciate his hustle. I appreciate the way he went about his music and the stories he was giving to the people because it was just honest from his heart and what he went through as opposed to what you think you wanted to hear. And uh, it's kind of rare that you get that in today's rap music. And I love Biggie a lot. I really do. I think besides the Eagles, um, Biggie is my favorite artist of all time. And you know what? I I'm I'm I'm, I'm beyond happy for him. So they, you know, usually every year they pre-record the Hall of Fame ceremony, which kind of sucks. But with it probably being in Brooklyn this year, uh, they'll probably. Um, Get get that going. So that should be fun. I'm, I'm I'm excited for the performance. I'm sure Diddy will be involved, and uh, it, it's gonna be a fun night. So I'm happy for um, Big. God bless you, brother. Hope I get to meet you one day. Also, you know, shout out to Miss Wallace's mom, Valetta was still holding in strong. Um, after all these years, uh, can't imagine losing a child like that. It's so publicly and so young. You know, I just turned 25 last year, right? I'm turning 26 in May. Uh, man, big, big didn't even get chance to make it to 25. Um, I mean, uh, when he passed away, it was literally like two or three weeks before his Life After Death album uh, dropped. And the first CD, believe it or not, that I ever have that I ever got was Life After Death in 1997. So, um, I grew up listening to Biggie's music. Um, I, (laughs) there was a time that I had the Twitter handle Notorious Joshi, and that was, um, uh, in dedication to Biggie. I love the dude. I really do. I appreciate the man he was. Uh, it sucks that I never got a chance to, uh, see him perform live or get to meet him, but you know that's part about life that you get. It doesn't matter what time it is; uh, sooner or later you get taken from this earth. And I don't know why, and I don't know what happens next after that. But it, it scares me at times. But um, I I love Big, I love Big, and hopefully one day I get to meet him and I tell him how much I respect him and how much I thank him because. A lot of his characteristics I take with him. And even though I never met him in person, I felt like I have. And um, through his music, he's helped me through a lot of good times and bad times. So I love you, Big. Congratulations on this uh, massive honor. You totally deserve it. You're the greatest hip-hop artist of all time. And I can't wait to watch the ceremony. So shout out to B.I.G. Alright, next here on the monologue I want to talk about really quick is I was watching Backstage the other night and it was really cool to see uh, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. on the show and um, 
I grew up during that era where he was like the biggest teenage like male actor where he was in all that. He he was doing the Scooby Doo movies. There was a baseball movie he was in, I forgot the name of it, but um Freddie Prince Jr. was a big name at the time. Um Frank Prince was a good actor in my opinion I, I think he was underrated a lot of times and uh, you probably haven't seen him as much on the big screen as you as he did when I was younger but I grew up watching Frank Prince and I kind of knew in passing that he was part of the WWE creative team for a couple of years and to see him in that element on backstage the other night on FS1 was pretty cool to see so I was happy to see that the the promo battle that he had with Xavier Woods was really really funny. If you haven't watched uh, backstage this week, please go check that out. And then finally, you know, we I'm in the middle of a conundrum personally right now where I want to see where I could take myself professionally uh, to the next level. I'm kind of like trying to figure that out. You know, I had to start making a new uh, demo uh, real type of thing um, for my radio work. Um, I have some things I have to consider as the months go by. Um, I mentioned this out on Twitter. I think I mentioned it here in the podcast. I'm not moving on for the Who's Podcast or anything like that. I don't want you guys to be concerned. I have some decisions I have to make. when it comes to after WrestleMania season, because uh, it's kind of like a three-year thing, three-year cycle that I want to just evaluate evaluate where I am and where I could be. If there's something that I need to move on from or I need to better myself from, I'll I'll put that in consideration. It's just a uh, personal thing that I'm dealing with right now, and just it, it's been three years since we started. No, it's, it's actually been four years since we started this show, and. You know, I was at WrestleZone for three years. Um, I did three years on uh, the Pro Wrestling Experience. And every time, it's either three three years or four years, there's always something in between that something big happens or I start something new. So I'm trying to figure out what that is. Will I finally get hired by a local radio station, you know? Would I be able to be signed and do writing for a Chicago sports team or Chicago sports website? I don't know. That's something that I'm thinking about. Uh, It's just something personal that I'm thinking about, and I need to reevaluate at the WrestleMania where I am in my career right now because I'm having fun. Hooded Lopez is kicking ass every single week and uh, getting more attention, and I'm very proud of that. This show is doing phenomenal. We cracked over 100,000 downloads and listeners last week, and that's thanks to each and every single one of you. Let me talk about that real quick as we wrap up this monologue. I want to thank you guys a lot. This has not been an easy um, process or experience for me. Um... You know, for better, for worse, uh, from my exit from the uh, New Age Insiders Network to, um, you know, the on and off stuff with Adam. I This show has really been a blessing for me and a place for me to just talk, be myself, and not care about what anybody else has to say type of thing. And I'm grateful for this platform. I'm glad that you guys do enjoy the show. I'm glad 
for the good brothers and sisters that retweet the show every single week, every time I put it out. Um, the fact that we're averaging over 5,000 listeners a week is, is fucking crazy. We got over 105,000 listeners in downloads since we put the show on Anchor this time last year. And that's crazy, man. And the fact that, um, you know, some of the hard work that I put into this project is starting to finally pay off now is, um, it's humbling. Uh, it shows that you have passion, you have drive for something that you really care about and something that makes you happy and something that you want to do and you enjoy doing. Uh, the fact that you can get, it shows, uh, back to you, uh, it's, uh, it's really humbling feeling, so... The fact that we reach over a hundred thousand listeners for the Royal Rumble this year is fucking awesome, man. It really is because I never I, this show's never really had the biggest of platforms. I mean, we were on YouTube before. I had the the old Josh Lopez Wrestling podcast on iTunes before. I, I had to upload it through um, what the fuck is that site's name? Um, I forgot. There was an old uh, podcast. Oh, Potterback. There you go. I had to. The only way I got my show on iTunes in the past for this particular show was on Potomatic. So uh, it's been a process. And, and the fact that we got here on Anchor this time last year and we're at 100,000 listeners and downloads, it's, it's insane. So uh, again, I want to say thank you guys so much for the support. So. Um, before we get into this week in WWE, let's take a swig of water for the working man. Oh, hell yeah! Let me just say, I have no interest in watching the State Farm Super Bowl, in case anybody's wondering my thoughts on the uh, NFC and AC Championship games this week. I, I do not want to see Mahomes and Rodgers. I'm sorry if that makes me a bad football fan. I know it's probably what's going to happen because the Chiefs played the Packers earlier in the season on NBC on Sunday Night Football and the world was robbed from seeing Mahomes and Rodgers because Mahomes got injured earlier in the season in Denver. So Fox gets what they want, the NFL gets what they want, all the sponsors get what they want for the NFL 100 season. You get Mahomes and Rodgers. Rodgers being the top quarterback, I guess, for the last decade. It's actually Tom Brady's been the best quarterback of the last decade. Um, and then you have the new rising toy, uh, the flavor of the, the of the league, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So there you go. <laughs> I have no interest in the safe part Super Bowl, so we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, Alright, let's get to this week in WWE. We're going to start off with... Um, we're going to start off with uh, SmackDown, because that's the first show that's on my mind right now. Uh, the stuff that's going on with Otis and Mandy Rose is fantastic. I mean, um, whether they date in real life or not, I, I really don't care about that type of stuff. But just from an entertainment point of view... Um, Otis has been on fire. The, the guy's fantastic. I've noticed that when he was in NXT, and now here he is on SmackDown. I like Heavy Machinery as a tag team, and you get to see more of his, uh, babyface characteristics, if you will. And Otis is just a good wrestler and a good character, so I, I enjoy watching him. He's very entertaining. 
I mean, adds another element to Mandy Rose than, you know, her just, and, and I don't blame her. I mean, she is fucking hot as shit. <laughs> Let's just keep it 100. She, she, they don't lie when they call her God's greatest creation. There's a lot of beautiful women in the wrestling business, and I'm not afraid to uh, admit that um, or acknowledge that. Uh, but there could be a debate that she is uh, God's greatest creation. There's a lot of hot, beautiful women in WWE right now. You got Alexa Bliss. You got Paige. You know, she's still not wrestling. She's still side to the WWE. You got Renee Young, who I think is probably the hottest broadcaster I've ever seen in my life, uh, besides Alicia Toot. Uh, and then, you know, you got Becky. You got Sarah, Lo- Sarah Logan, who I think is an underrated waterfall. And then you got my favorite waterfall at this current moment, Liv Morgan. So uh, there's some beautiful women out there. But anyway, my bigger point was Mandy Rose, uh, you get such a new... Uh, element in her character than just her being a blonde bully and her tag team with Sonya Deville. There's more to what she's doing right now with this um, storyline with Otis, and I've been enjoying what they've been doing. Elias uh, had re-signed his uh, WWE contract. He re-signed for three years, so um, Elias got a contract extension during uh, WrestleMania season, so good for him. I find it interesting now that Elias' role on SmackDown is him being wrestling Twitter while playing guitar. So, <laughs> where flows people's boat, right? Um, the Miz had John Morrison on Miz TV this week, and that was one of my favorite uh, segments of the week. I thought this past week of uh, WWE was really good from a television standpoint for both Raw and SmackDown. I thought both shows delivered in their own way and stand out in their own way. And it are just two good shows that you got here on the World to the Royal Rumble. Uh, Houston, you are very lucky. You got two amazing events coming down your way uh, a week of, <laughs> yeah, literally like not 10 or 9 days away from today. Uh, we got a massive weekend ahead in Houston, Texas for Royal Rumble weekend. You got Worlds Collide, which I'll be talking about later on. And um, you got the Royal Rumble, right? So uh, SmackDown was a good show. I really enjoyed the Miz TV segment with John Morrison and the New Day. That that led to the Miz against Kobe Kingston. Uh, John Morrison and Big E were pretty funny on commentary. That uh, John Morrison will be fighting Big E. On SmackDown uh, tomorrow, as we record this on a Thursday, so it's going to be John Morrison's first WWE match in eight years tomorrow night on Fox, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we got the return of the Usos. Uh, Roman Reigns said that 2020 is going to be his year, and a lot of people think that Roman Reigns is the odds on favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns has had a title match. Uh, since relinquishing his title back in 2018 uh, due to his unfortunate run with uh, leukemia. And Roman hasn't been back in the title picture since. So I don't, I, I'm not really sure if Roman is going to win the World Rumble. Now, you're going to have this probably debate next week and as closer as we get to the uh, pay-per-view. Are we going to get this whole, it's 2014 uh, we're at a big four pay-per-view and we're at a baseball park and we got a bunch of 
Nimrods and smart marks in the building, so we're just gonna boo the whole building. We're gonna boo or raise out of the building if he wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, are we still gonna try to make 2014 happen? <laughs> the one thing I've enjoyed the most about this build to Royal Rumble is that we haven't had this, you know, animal. Hey, if this guy doesn't win, we riot. We don't have the Daniel Bryan. Uh, oh, he better have a yes movement thing towards WrestleMania. We haven't had that yet. You know, I've seen some uh, superstars being pushed on Twitter about yeah, this guy, maybe that guy should win. But it's not just one person. And um, I don't mind if Roman wins. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> His last Royal Rumble victory was 2015, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 2015 when he uh, took out Brock Lesnar. So, hey, look, I, I'm a Roman Reigns fan, and I'm not going to be ashamed of it. You know, the guy is good at what he does. Roman Reigns will be fighting King Corbin on the show as well. So, I, I just think with him being preoccupied throughout the night, I don't think Roman's going to win. But if he does, I'm not going to throw a hissy fit about it either. Uh, let's... Move on really quick. Oh, by the way, I want to give props where it's due. I thought Braun Strowman had a really good match with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, it looks like Braun will be the next contender for Nakamura and his icy title, so we'll see where that goes. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw for Lexington, uh, Lexington Kentucky. Shout out to my boy Andrew Browning for the Sports Drive. Uh, he lives in Kentucky. He was at the show this past weekend, so I want to give a shout out to him. Um... Raw was really good this week, man. <laughs> it was really good. I mean, if the if the Brock Lesnar R two seven that you heard at the beginning of the podcast didn't crack you up, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I enjoyed the Rusev Lashley match. Uh, I surprised how much time they got in that match, but uh, this is building up to. Rusev and Liv Morgan against Lana and Bobby Lashley in a mixed tag team match next week, so that should be fun. Uh, we got the announcement that Rey Mysterio is taking on Andrade in a damn ladder match next week for the U.S. title. Mamma mia. Jeez. <laughs> um, looking at the rest of the show, they started off with AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre in a fantastic uh, triple threat match. Uh, Drew McIntyre uh, won. He's the guy on the Raw brand that's gaining a lot of steam before the uh, Royal Rumble. And then, you know, you had other stuff on the show. We got this stuff going on with Becky Lynch and Oscar. They had their contract signing for the Royal Rumble. I'm still not buying this whole angle where Becky is upset with management and that she's... Uh, it just seems forced in a way. You know how I was mentioning the whole Daniel Bryan, Yes Movement stuff? Now I feel like Becky's trying to rip off CM Punk, and as me being a CM Punk fan, I, I don't think that's the road you want to go down. <laughs> so, um, I, I think Becky and Asa will have, obviously, they'll have a tremendous match at the Royal Rumble. They they had a fantastic match in Phoenix last year. This is from a storyline point of view. I just don't get where Becky's premise is coming from. Are you really expecting us to believe that after you main evented WrestleMania and you were to cover the video game, now you're considering leaving WWE and you're, let, you're leaving your contract up in the air because you don't know if you can handle being the face of the company? 
<laughs> Are you really expecting me to believe that when you're on cloud nine before Survivor Series and just because you lost to Shayna Baszler <laughs> that you're crest like it's so weird you you think Becky's crestfallen since Survivor Series? It's like only way Becky has any self confidence in herself is when somebody that's better than her is actually in the in, in front of her. I, w- I would say that Asuka is better than Becky. That's the storyline they're showing to you. Asuka is a tremendous wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from her. But I don't think Asuka is better than Becky. But regardless, I'm I'm excited for the match. It's, it's just the whole storyline thing from Becky's point of view that I don't understand. Like, you're on the fucking video game. You made it better at WrestleMania last year. And you expect us to believe that you are upset and you're possibly considering leaving WWE if you can't beat Asuka. And that the people behind the scenes and the powers of me are holding you back. Come on, man. I'm not buying that, man. I'm not buying it, man. Alright, let's wrap this up talking about uh, what happened down with the fist fight. So... The premise of this is all over the place, right? You don't know what the rules are. Most wrestling matches have uh, parts where people are throwing haymakers at each other. It is a regular fist fight. But um, the rules of it was kind of like a last man standing match or kind of like a brawl you would see at a WWE video game where the referee can decide to just say enough is enough. So the referee discretion had uh, in the match with Seth Rollins, uh, AOP against Kevin Owens, Samojo, and uh, The Big Show. Earlier in the night, we had Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Part 3, which was, again, phenomenal. A barn burner. Uh, Aleister Black won. Uh, Buddy Murphy was distraught. He wouldn't have the interview with um, Charlie Caruso. He was sitting at the ringside area during the Eric Rowan match. And he also was sitting there by himself uh, during the main event. <laughs> and Seth Rollins uh, found a way to have Buddy Murphy join his uh, cult, his group right now. And Buddy Murphy helped Seth Rollins beat the big show. So uh, Seth Rollins' group now is uh, consisting of AOP and Buddy Murphy. Which I kind of like. It's a nice pairing. And guess what? Even if it goes down the road or not, maybe Buddy Murphy could become a really big good guy by turning on Seth Rollins down the road. So uh, there's a lot of ways you could go with that. Uh, uh, Rollins calls himself the Monday Night Messiah, right? So Buddy Murphy's distraught. He doesn't know what to say. He's looking for some type of light at the end of the tunnel. And maybe Sephiroth could help him out through that process. So I think this is a really good thing for Buddy Murphy. I really do. So uh, the fist fight was fun. You know, Owens doing the fucking parkour cannonball off the LED bar was absolutely insane. Uh, I was wondering when they were going to start using that damn thing to <laughs> as the skateboard. I mean, I, I wanted. I, I bet you if like the cruiserweights were part of Raw, they had, like, 205 Live tape beforehand, like, they would use that LED board to their uh, matches, so... Oh, God. <laughs> Alright. Let's talk about... Uh, let's make a transition, actually, 
to the Pro Wrestling Report, shall we? So when it comes to the Royal Rumble, we got five matches already announced. We got Bray Wyatt against Sam Bryant for the WWE Universal title. You have uh, Roman Reigns versus Kate Corbin. Becky Lynch against Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. And you got the two Royal Rumble matches. Uh, it looks like the men's uh, Royal Rumble match will... Their participants are almost full. We'll probably get the final remaining on SmackDown this week, but um, it's piled up, man. And I'm surprised at how many Raw superstars are in it as opposed to SmackDown stars. But um, anyways, let's talk about Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill that happened this past Sunday in Dallas, Texas. Uh, solid pay-per-view. I wouldn't call it great, but that was a, a good night of wrestling in Dallas. He had... Uh, Eddie Edwards and Michael Elgin in a bar murder a match that you could probably see in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, it was a really, really good match. It was for the Call Your Shot trophy. Basically, whoever has the trophy, they can call their shot and challenge any champion on the Impact roster. So, Eddie Edwards uh, hold the, was the sole proprietor of the trophy before the match. And he retained it after beating Michael Elgin. Again, a really, really good match. One thing I did not like about this pay-per-view was the Rob Van Dam Brian Cage match because I was really looking forward to it and it just ended up with shenanigans where Cage is distracted with RD. Now he has this character where he has two girlfriends. Uh, obviously, a lot of people know that Rob Van Dam's all about himself. He's very... Uh, <laughs> Uh, self-righteous in his own way uh, but I like his character it's just I was really excited for this match because I thought I could steal the show but it just ended up being weird and all over the place RVD kicked Brian Cage in the mouth he started bleeding uh, they had to call off the match and then it just brought it down and I, just, I didn't like all that I thought that stuff was unnecessary so I was kind of bummed out by that uh, I thought Ace Austin and Trey Miguel had a pretty solid match. Uh, Ace Austin retained his Impact um, X Division Championship. There was a couple single matches that you probably could saw on t- television, like Ken Shamrock and Madman Fulton. That was fine. Uh, Moose defeated Rhino in the no disqualification match. That was the semi-main event match of the show. Uh, I thought that the women did a very good job in the triple threat knockouts match. Uh, Ty Valkyrie defeated ODB and Jordan Grace. Uh, that was a really good match. And then finally, we had the oh, oh I, I can't <laughs> I can't miss this because we were supposed to have the North against Rich Swan and Willie Mack, but Rich Swan hurt his ankle at an impact event um, earlier that weekend. And he, they called it off. So Will, basically, we had a two-on-one handicap match on pay-per-view for the tag team titles. And Willie Mack's a great wrestler, and he made the most out of that whole match. But the North ended up retaining. Um, so their feud is long from over right now, from my uh, viewpoint. And then finally, we had the Tessa Blanchard, Sammy Callahan main event for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. It was a great match. Um... I'm refraining from talking about what's going on with Tessa Blanchard right now because um, 
it's not for me to talk about it right now. Um, I, I've been consistent when it comes to these outside the ring issues or stuff that's very controversial. I, I like to refrain from that because this is a show about having fun and enjoy professional wrestling. I'm not going to come on here and denigrate a woman right now. And I again, it's, whatever's going on, all of us in our society needs to be better. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not gonna break this down. I gotta I'm not gonna say if this was a good or bad decision or a PR decision for Impact Wrestling. It's not for me to say. So I'm not I'm not gonna talk about it. Um Tessa Blanchard is your brand new Impact World Heavyweight Champion. It was a fantastic main event. It was long. It was longer than I thought it was gonna be, but uh it was a good match. Uh it looks like their feud is gonna continue I will say, though, um, the sit-down interview that Tessa did with Josh Matthews on Impact this week was so formulaic that if you saw this interview on Monday Night Raw, people would pan it. <laughs> and I still don't get like the double standards that get applied from WWE shows and everybody else that has other wrestling companies. I just find that interesting, especially for the big marquee pro wrestling talk shows. They do apply double standards when it comes to other wrestling companies, and nobody can tell me different because I listen to all of them. Um, all right, let's move on to NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. I have a more in-depth review right now on the Hooded Lopez feed on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday, so make sure to go check that out. But really quick, I just wanted to give my quick takes on the show as a whole. Um, NXT UK TakeOvers are on the same level and sometimes even better than the regular domestic UX, uh, NXT TakeOvers. This roster is phenomenal. The brand's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I'll be transcribing their show later on today. And it's just fun to watch. It's like... <laughs> uh, when you have matches like Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin, and it's like, that's the reason why I started doing transcripts and why I want to be a play-by-play ring announcer and doing shows with Nigel McGinnis or whoever the commentary would be next to me or Corey Grace, for example, right? It's those type of matches is why I want to be an announcer and why I'm a wrestling fan in the first place. It was, it was amazing, man. Uh, Tony Storm uh, against Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven. Good triple threat match. You got Eddie, Eddie Dennis against Trent Seven on there as well. You have... Um, the ladder match, the four-way ladder match for the tag team titles, which was insane, Gallus retained. And then you had the main event, uh, Joe Coffey and Walter. I mean, besides uh, the Bait Devil match, I think this was probably my favorite match in the show because it was two hosses just beating the ever-loving you-know-what out of each other. And it was just some really good action out of Blackpool this past Saturday. Like I said, I have a more in-depth review for that event that I did with Hoodie the other day, so make sure to go check that out on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, as well as I have a um, my thoughts for the Wednesday Night Wars every single week on Hoodie Lopez, so make sure to check out TWT, and more importantly, join the TWT tribe. You know, Hoodie is hosting Busted Open Radio 
uh, this Saturday on Sirius XM. Uh, make sure to f- find that channel on Hoodie's uh, Twitter account at TweetJHood. Uh, Hoodie's hosting the show with Mark Henry this Saturday, and I, I'm looking forward to that. That should be pretty fun. So uh, go support Hoodie. Hoodie's the man, you know? Uh, I'm going to go over the card really quick for uh, Worlds Collide, and then we're going to head out for this week. Uh, like I said, I think going forward, I'm going to keep my thoughts on the Wednesday Night Wars strictly for Hood and Lopez. Uh, so it's not doubling from what you hear from here and on there. So um, we're going to wrap the show here by me going down the card really quick for Worlds Collide. Um Really quick, I want to send my condolences to uh, the Rocks family. Uh, fortunately, Soul Man Rocky, Jat- uh, Rocky Johnson uh, passed away yesterday at the age of 75, which is really unfortunate. Um, the Soul Man was the first ever uh, WW, uh, first ever African American WWF Tag Team Champion uh, with Tony Atlas. Uh, Rocky, uh, Soulman Rocky Johnson was a trailblazer for a lot of African American pro wrestlers, and uh, it's a really big loss uh, to start off the year like that. It's it's really unfortunate. Uh, I want to send my condolences to the family of La Parka as well. I saw that go down over the weekend, which is unfortunate. Um, so my condolences go out to their families, and um, it sucks, man. It's part of this wrestling business that we all have to understand. That a lot of these uh, wrestlers and these legends uh, pass away early. Um, it, it sucks. It, it sucks every time you see a wrestler pass away like that. But um, Soul Man Rocky Johnson, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer. The guy is a legend, and uh, he'll definitely be missed. So, rest in peace to Soul Man Rocky Johnson and LaParka. All right, I got the card here. We'll start off right here. We got DIY against uh, Mustache Mountain. Uh, H.O. Garza will be putting his NXT Cruiserweight title on the line in a fan four-way, four-way match against Isaiah Swartz, Scott, and either Jordan Devlin or Laguerre or Travis Banks and Brian Kendrick. These are going to be qualifying matches that will be going down next week on NXT UK. Whoever wins those matches will qualify for that fatal four-way match, which shall be a barn burner. Speaking of barn burners, we got Finn Balor against Ilya Dragunov. Good God. <laughs> and then uh, for the women's match, we got Rhea Ripley against Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Championship. And then finally, the main event, eight-man tag team match, Imperium against the Undisputed Era in an eight-man tag team match. So Houston, get get your tickets. I don't know if all the events are sold out yet. I have to ask my boy B Rob that because he lives in Houston. But if you're going to these shows, man, have some fun, man, because this World Collide show is going to be absolutely insane from an in-ring standpoint. So the fact that you're getting DIY against Mustache Mountain on a show, (laughs) please, go nuts. Now it's going to be two different environments. Now you have World Collide in the Toyota Center where the Rockets play, right? But you got the Royal Rumble in Minute Maid Park where the Astro plays. I'm sure there will be no shenanigans uh, at Minute Maid Park, right? Yeah, we get the boys. We got Dick. We got Dick. I'm Cooper. I'm sorry, guys. I got Chisel Dada stuck in my head. <laughs> 
If you guys haven't seen Chisel Dottis, he's a comedian. He has a YouTube channel. He reacts to NFL games. I mentioned this last week. The dude's probably one of the funniest dudes on the internet right now, so go support Chisel Dottis. We can't think. We can't think. Amari Cooper. Man, what's up with the Astros? And the Red Sox. And baseball. Like, I'm getting excited for this damn White Sox season coming up. And Aussie are the two out of the last three uh, winners of the World Series. Their organizations are involved in scandals. They're firing their managers, their general managers. Oh, man. It's all over the place. But, anyways, I want to send off. I want to send you guys off for the weekend. Hope you guys enjoy yourselves. I'm going to relax this weekend because I need to relax. Uh, I haven't had a chance to really, like, settle down for the last couple weeks. You know, we went through Christmas, and then I started off the gates really quick with Russell Kingdom. And then uh, we had another two pay-per-view weekend this past. So it's going to be cool for your boy to finally uh, step back a little bit and uh, relax a little bit. So I'll be all reset and ready to rock and roll because next week will be our preview show for the Royal Rumble. And that's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And hey, guys, we are 12 episodes away from 200. Write down your calendars. Bookmark it. Do what you got to do. April 9th, 2020 is the 200th episode of the Hoots Podcast. So, we got some fun stuff in store for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. I am going with uh, Tennessee and San Francisco. Um... I'll be back here next week to preview the Royal Rumble. Hopefully, we'll get uh, the return of Dawson Derrico. And uh, if you want my thoughts on what went down on the Wednesday Night Wars, you can check that out every single week on Hooded Lopez Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday podcast on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Make sure to subscribe to this show. Uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Um, make sure to leave us a four or five star review. Tell a friend about the show and make sure to bookmark ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. So I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. This has been episode 188 of the Hoots Podcast. Remember, be the authentic product that is yourself. I love you guys. Uh, yes, sir.